Hello and welcome to the Chorus in the Chaos podcast. My name is Jack and I am, as always, joined by Blake and Grayson. Hello. And uh, in this episode, we're continuing, uh, it's part two, so if you missed part one, go back and listen to that. Uh, We're continuing our discussion on the dangers and struggles of social media. And this comes in our theme of uh, season two as a whole, which is we're looking at common struggles of the Christian life. Um, So before we jump into that, uh, please, you know, we're... We're asking for help here. Like, subscribe, follow, whatever, you know, all the things you're supposed to do. They really do help, especially, especially on YouTube. Even if you listen to this podcast, um, you can log on to Utah, YouTube, just type something, um, whatever it is, something. Comments yeah. help, you know, likes help, but that helps other people find it. And those um, crafty algorithms that we discussed a little bit last time, uh, all those work to help get people better content than, you know, cat videos or whatever is right. filling your feed now. Yeah. So um, any other kind of introduction comments, Blake Grayson? No, I think just last time we looked at uh, the, the dangers of anonymity uh, in social media. And then we also, uh, <laughs> we had a little running bit last time. seems like it was so long ago uh, about how social media really I can love be inside jokes and love things. to be part yeah. of one, one, day. <laughs> one someday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That the dangers of social media would include things like that, you know, it's, it is addictive and it's designed that way. Uh, there's a danger of just some like false and shallow relationships and actually isolating yourself when you think that you're, you know, uh, that you have these well-established relationships that really you don't, you just see a lot of activity from other people, things that they're posting, right. things like that. Um, and then of course, again, lack of accountability, and things like that is always a yeah. real uh, dangerous kind of territory. Uh, you know, if you have a, a burner account, probably should just burn it up, burn that burner account. Mm. Uh, mm. The temptation's probably not worth it. Yeah. Um, but this, uh, but this uh, time, this go around for part two. Uh, one of the things that's really, really big is in social media, and, and this goes beyond social media to, to lots of different realms. And we talked about some of these in past podcasts, but even things like video games and media in general and entertainment, you know, we're a very yeah. over entertained um, <clears throat> society. But one of the big dangers of social media is the constant distraction from reality. Uh, and that is to say the things that are actually going on around you not out not reality as it is portrayed on social media but actual yeah. reality yeah 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 it's it's it, yeah, social media is just like a constant distraction i think i mentioned last time i'm at the airport a lot for work and if you mm-hmm. just sit there everyone is just staring at their phones mm-hmm. yeah. just looking at their phones no idea right. what's ha- a plane could crash into the side of the building and right. like they wouldn't know about it like they yeah. would see it coming like, i think uh by and large, what happens is we get bored with something and our immediate reaction is to just simply pick up the phone and scroll on social media. I think, right. uh, yeah. I think it was Carl Truman who said, boredom is the luxury suffering of the middle class. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. just like, yeah. wow. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so, and it can so easily distract you from the problems of the world with problems of the world. Like we mentioned that last time too. Like there's things that you just don't have to, you shouldn't have to worry about things you shouldn't even know about because you're not God and it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter that you know 
about a specific problem or thing like that. But what can happen is you get swamped with all of these cares and concerns and what's so-and-so doing, what did they say, and what did Nancy Pelosi have for lunch, and yada, yada, yada. You get worked up about all these things, and you're missing the real life that's going on around you. And you're not asking important questions like, well, how can I better serve my church? Is there a, is there a need or a lack uh, amongst the brethren that I can fulfill? Uh, how can I be encouraging uh, my pastor or the deacons or someone in my family? How can I be bringing up my children in godliness? Instead of worrying about those things, actual real world problems that matter in your life, you're worried about the Japanese economy or something. whatever. Yeah. yeah I mean, whatever, yeah, I mean, whatever, whatever the thing is, that it's not intimately connected that has no bearing on your life at all. Yeah. And so like I know a guy, I know you even change. Right. Yeah, exactly. I, I know a guy. Um, and he, every time I talk to him, he's like, are you, do you know the latest with Russia? Are you aware of the latest with Russia? Nope. And, like every it's time cold. I talk to him, <clears throat> well, <laughs> look, all I know is yeah. that Rocky beat Dragoff, and that's all I need to know about Russia. Stop paying yeah. attention to the Soviet yeah. Union. When, if he when dies, he dies. Um, but, but, but he's always talking about it because he's so consumed with it. And, right. and you, like, you make a great point because it's easy for us to get sucked into these things. And with, the, with, with uh, platforms like Twitter, where you can get you know, real-time tweets of people there, a lot of times yeah. Twitter or X, they'll have videos of battles and things before the news even has it because right. people upload it like real time. Well, right. that's what happened. And, I mean, and, when they invaded Ukraine, you're literally seeing it as it's happening through social right. media. Yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah. But, but we, we, and I'm not saying these things aren't important. Uh, please don't misunderstand. I'm not saying they're not important at all, but I don't know that we were ever meant to live in such a way where we're consumed with things that are happening on the other side of the world. Right. The right. Yeah. Right. It, it's it's not it's not that they're not important. It's that God has placed you where He's placed you. Right. He has providentially given you relationships that He's given you, and I think oftentimes we neglect the personal relationships, our church relationships, because sure. we're so consumed yeah. with problems elsewhere that we miss sure. the needs of our neighbor. Sure. Well, there's also a, yeah. just a yeah. weird form of catharsis I think that can happen for people where they they see something halfway across the world. They get outraged about it on social media. They talked about it with their friends and they get the likes and the shares and everything else that came with it. And then all of a sudden that has solved their actual need to do something around them. Yeah. Right. So it's like, a, right, it's, a, right. it's a platitude in essence. Yeah. We've, we've gotten our red meat out there and people right. have chomped it to death, but right. you know, we've not, we've done nothing for our the, you, yeah, you've accomplished really nothing for your neighbor or for those folks either, because that's the other thing is you get you, people get so outraged or uh, or hurt by you know whatever. I mean things like um, so on, on Sunday, I had somebody say, "Did you hear about the earthquake in Brazil? They had a six point you know something earthquake." No, I didn't know. You know did. And I hadn't. You know, and it was something that. Well, you, is that is that concerning? Yes. Um. But me having that information, maybe this makes me a terrible person. It didn't. It didn't drive me to do anything about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I didn't immediately say, like, okay, I, we need to give you know funds for this, or we need to go down there and see if we can help with whatever needs to be done or whatever. And I think a lot of times we get outraged about things, or we get concerned about things, and it trains us to uh, be to take it up to the level of being concerned, and then not actually acting on anything. 
Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And I think that's probably yeah, bad, virtu- like, bad like, mental and spiritual training for those around us. Well, think about the virtue signaling on social media. Yeah. Right. Has some, or some cause this has happened notable times over the past, you know, five, six, right. seven, eight years where some, something has happened and you know, you put a little frame around your profile picture and all yeah, of a sudden yeah. you're, yeah. you're, you're, Oh, you're changing lives. Right. You know? Gondor lights and, and again, beacons for aid. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or send my me beacon, thoughts and prayers. My beacon is lit for Gondor. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 We'll and so, you know, I mean, in, and in some <clears throat> regard, you know, should you be praying for these things? Yes, absolutely. You know, but I, I do wonder if we pray as much as we are outraged, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or mm. pray as much as we're actually concerned. Cause I can already hear people saying like, well, we should know about these things because we should be praying about these things. Well, yes, we absolutely should be praying about sure. these things. But are you praying about these things? It's or, the epitomization though of James where he says, you know, that your neighbor needs these things and yet you do nothing about right. it. And right. in a social media age, it's like, how do you escape that? If you're going to be right. constantly outraged about all the different things going on, you, you literally can't. Right. And so, yeah. and I think many of those death spiral. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. many of those things as Jack mentioned are important, but they're important to specific people. They're intimately connected to those things. Yeah. And again, the things that are happening around the world, not all the things around the world are your concern. And I know that sounds strange, but they're not. We serve a, we serve a God who is omniscient and omnipotent yeah. and he moves and directs things and he puts people into uh, different positions and powers and raises Kings and topples governments. And uh, mm. I mean, all of these things, and he has those things in control and he brings people into meeting needs and all of those different things, places, different uh, things that, you know, concerns on people's hearts and things like that. So let's not, let's not replace God's omniscience with our own weak uh, mock yeah. omniscience, you know, with, yeah. with social media. And yeah. we said all that just to say, that do not allow social media to distract you sinfully from what's actually going on around you because it does provide a constant distraction. Yeah, it does. And I, and I think one of the things, and I think we'll talk about this more later as we talk about literacy, lack of literacy and things like that, but we've trained ourselves because of this mm-hmm. to where we can't think critically and deeply about problems. Yeah. Like we don't right. know how to do it anymore. Um, and I'll, you know, maybe we'll get flagged if I say this, but the Black Lives Matter thing was a was a big issue. And I, and I got a lot of flack because I wrote an article. I think <laughs> I may mention this before. I don't know. Right, Some right. algorithm is going to like shut us down now because I said right. that. But that's an AI um, we're talking If about we haven't time. been shut yeah. down as of yet, I don't know. It's like right. the algorithms are getting smarter, Grace. That's they true. are. They're smarter. The machines are winning. Um, <laughs> Skynet. <laughs> Um, but, but I wrote this article and, you know, this was back 2020, all the right and the whole thing. Right. Yeah. And, and I wrote an article about, well, should Christians support black lives matter? And and all I did was just say, well, let's look at their belief statement and just see what the core of what they're about is. And if you looked at their belief statement, I think they've since taken it down, but it was like, it was anything that we believe is like Christian morality and, and like the idea of Christian family and all these things, they like openly speak against it. Right. 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 And, and, and I'm saying, I don't know that. And my message of the article was, I'm not sure if BLM is the 
is the vehicle, if you will, that Christians should jump on to fight racism. Because racism mm -hmm. is awful. Like right. no one, none of us are saying racism, we support it or even are upholding it. Like we know racism is incredibly sinful, but is BLM the way we should go about right. that? Like is, this yeah. the, like, is this our best <laughs> is this, tool? Like is our best yeah, tool exactly. available? Uh, and, these and, people that hate, you know, God's word yeah. and... I remember and are actually taking and are taking advantage of their brothers. I mean, when all that came out, yeah, anyway, yeah, you, you posted that. There but people the point, the like, point I was getting at, no one black people. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there were legitimate like, comments here's, like here's that. The, yeah, here's yeah. the spark notes. Jack hates black people. Yeah, right. Well, that was it. But that's is, but Jack is the worst worst thing that's ever happened to Christian blogging. Right. But, right. So that where is that the fruit of from? social media, though. Right. <laughs> Isn't that the but fruit of social media that you take something, even a prompt, even a prompt to think about something deeply and reduce it down to, oh, you don't like BLM, so you must be racist. That's it. Right. That's right, it. Like, but that's, that's, the, that's we don't think critically. We don't know yeah, how to right. do it. Right. Take, I, you know, one of the you know the the red pen uh, red pen logic guy. Oh I yeah. Think of his yep. name right now. I love him because if you've ever seen him on social media, he'll like post some TikTok person and like, oh Christians, well your Bible says this. Da 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 da. He's like, actually, and you, and you just know that. Let's take a look at it real quick. <laughs> there's six million people who listen to that and are like, yeah, that's exactly right. Right. They, they listen to a yeah. 60 second clip of someone who's who Googled some Bible verse. We should see if we can get that guy on an on an interview. We should. I think we should great. actually. Yeah. I think but, he'd be fun. But we but we don't know how to think critically. Right. We're right. so distracted by right. whatever's in front of us and just this desire. Let's do you think some of that comes from like do you think that we in in a way though we suffer from is it is it an information overload issue? That there are so many things to think about that you have to be shallow. Uh, just I, the common, you know, the common person, or is it, or is it that things move so quickly that you don't have time to think about deeply about things because it's on to the next, you know, there's something probably else. a little of both. It's probably yeah. a little I of both. I actually don't think it's What were you going to say, Grayson? I, I oh, think wow. people are fundamentally Lucha lazy <laughs> with it. And so we, Oh, well, yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that's the real problem. We have the world's wealth of information at our fingertips. And we desire to have the appearance of knowledge rather than having actual knowledge. And mm -hmm. so That's it's a point. more of an issue of pride where we have to present ourselves as the one who actually knows what we're talking about. So we can't be wrong. We can't learn. We can't actually dialogue. We have to present our set of facts or narrative. And then when anything comes up against that, everything goes haywire. Yeah. 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 My opinion must be out there that I have spent all of 10 minutes to form. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I literally just Googled this and pulled up the first three results. Right. Right. Are you telling me that I watched those first three results are be true? I watched a couple yeah. of TikToks and my favorite YouTuber said this. So, yeah. I'm the the weird it. guy, I'm Morpheus, with the straight blonde hair who's got the <laughs> long black fingernails, he said this is true about Christianity. So. And I saw this meme, so it had to be true. Yeah. Um, true. Let me let me read a verse here. So 2 Corinthians 5.16, and I'll, and I'll use this as a segue to kind of break this, kind of tie this back together. But Paul says, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Um, and, and I think what Paul's getting here is this need to think think about the eternal spiritual reality of, of life, right? Um, and the fact that we don't think about... We, we think so shallowly about the world around us that we don't actually think about the eternal ramifications of what's happening or the, or think beyond the next level, right? There's not this next level critical thinking about our actions, what we're seeing. And I think the BLM is a good example. It's just like, 
Racism bad. People fight racism. I'm for it, right? Yeah. But are we right. thinking about the eternal ramifications, like the spiritual element of what's happening here? Are we regarding mm-hmm. it to the spirit or just looking at it in like a, you know, a, a cover, like looking at the cover of the book, the flesh, you know what I mean? Like we, we, as Christians, we need to be critical thinkers who see the world through the lens of the eternal, not the immediate. Right. Yeah. Amen. Yep. Well, and that's, yeah. it's very difficult for a world to do that when they're literally spiritually appraised, right? You think of yeah. that, if, if everything is truly in the lap of the evil one, as Paul talks about in Corinthians, if if he has blinded the minds and hearts of those who the are unbelievers, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. we of all people should be the most reasonable in the sense of being able to point back to the truth with um, a clear candor and clear mind and clear heart and being able to just simply stop and say, let's go back to the word of God with some sanity and let's approach things on basic rules of logic and all these different things, these gifts that yeah. God has given us. Um, but the reality behind it is there is this spiritual war that is going on behind the scenes that point. I don't think we take into account. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. That's right. a good point. Yeah. But so instead of thinking about the eternal things, we're, we're uh, oftentimes just satisfied being, you know, Pavlov's dog, Zuckerberg's yeah. dog. And, uh, you know, chasing, you know, likes and engagements and replies and all these different things. And then as we do that, there it is. <laughs> and as we do that, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to ignore it this time. Wow. Uh, I'm learning he is, something he from is our learning. last episode. <laughs> right. Wow. Right. Wow. My mouse watering though. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the, uh, the <laughs> Altoid must fight the urge. Yeah. We, uh, <laughs> Altoid. Yeah. 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 Okay. I got that reference. Yeah. Uh, No, but the, the thing is, is um, the more we, the more we do that and the more that we're chasing, you know, particularly on this thought of, of distraction from reality, the more that you're more concerned about, you know, followers and likes and replies and engagement and all this stuff, we risk again, being detached from real life. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, in, in, and there, and there's all kinds of crazy ways that that, that that comes out, you know, that you just can't put your phone down or you can't be off, uh, you know, social media, I, you know, the office reference that was just made like 10 seconds ago. I, there is one scene I I'm remembering. I can't remember what the context was, but they uh, took Ryan's phone away oh, and yeah. he said, and he sits there nervously for like 10 seconds. He's like, I can't be without my phone. You know, he takes it and yep. like runs out of the room <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> You know, it's like, you know, but that, that is, uh, that's a comical kind of picture of how many, uh, how a lot of folks are. I mean, one of the things that Jack mentioned in the, in the notes was just, you know, things like texting and driving, um, people scrolling on their phones. I mean, how many times have people been scrolling on their phones, looking at their phones, walking through a parking lot and they get hit by a car, Yeah, you know, because they you see those freak videos where they're, they literally walk off of some not a cliff face, but basically a ledge and or like an embankment or a curb. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're but, just like, Oh, I'm just so in, in it. Yeah. I also think yeah. about it in one sense. It's like, if you left your phone at home for the day, like you just forgot it for whatever reason and you got to work, you had to work a eight hour shift. Mm. How anxious would you be for that? But that's part of the societal pressure though. Mm-hmm. So like, I know you, I know you brothers have probably experienced this too. So like as a pastor, we live in this time right now where you are 
you are expected to be within reach at any second. Hmm. And so to leave, so like if I was to make the conscious decision, I'm going to leave my phone home today and I'm going to go into the office and work. If somebody were to call me and I wasn't able to get back to them for, you know, six, eight hours, whatever, it would be nearly viewed irresponsible, you know? Yeah. Why didn't you have your phone? We needed you. We needed to contact you or whatever. You know, I mean, I'm not saying that, I, that, that has, that has happened because it hasn't, but there is that social pressure that says, well, no, you need to be immediately within reach. Yeah. No matter what. And it's almost this feeling yeah. of like, well, the world will fall apart without me. No, I think like, what, will social media, for- what will social media do without me? What will my text messages do without me or my phone do without me? <laughs> you know, I was going to say, yeah. I, I think the same is true for Jack and his job though, too, where it's like, you know, imagine you had a just complete blackout for a day, Jack, with your line of work, right? And you Sounds had lovely. Oh my God. It's like you'd have 15 different problems that you would have to try and solve within the next hour in that first day. Yeah. And good luck doing it. Um, yeah, right. our, our whole world has transitioned. That's a whole a societal way. shift. Right, right. Yep. It's an entire societal shift because it's never yeah. been like that. No, yeah. it's never been That's like true. that. I mean, think about back in the day. I mean, even the most important jobs being a doctor or something like that. It's like, well, I got to ride the buggy out eight hours yeah. to the car yeah. someplace, you know, it's Hopefully, like, yeah, and, and that was just acceptable. It was, yeah. It was just acceptable, you know, whereas now there's just, um, there's a pressing Teledoc. in, there's a pressing <laughs> in yeah. on the individual as the world becomes wider, I guess, yeah. yeah, or more accessible. The more accessible the world is, the more it presses in on, on the individual. Mm. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's stuff to be mindful of, I think. Yeah, yeah I think sure. so too. So, so to sum all that up, listener. So we, again, we're looking at struggles and dangers of social media. Do you, do you find yourself distracted from reality? Do you find yourself not thinking deeply about things that you should be thinking deeply, things that God, things and people and issues and problems that God has providentially put in your life, in your community around you? Right. Are you not giving those the attention they deserve because you're concerned with the Japanese housing market or something? <laughs> right, right. Jack's really hung up on the Japanese housing market right now. <laughs> yeah. Tell me a little bit more about the Japanese housing market. Uh... <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's no good. Right. It's, no, it's you no, see what actually, Godzilla's been doing to those places? It's terrible. Actually, I think last I heard their rates are actually still like sub like zero, like ours were in the middle of COVID. Hmm. So that's yeah, there you go. I've so heard that's nothing. The guy about out so there you know more than me. <laughs> <laughs> We're, we would like to apologize to our Japanese listeners right now. Yeah. If not for Blake's fully insensitive aware of your Godzilla ha- reference. Yes. For your, and for your housing market knowledge that we don't have. Yeah. Yes. We right. are fools. Yeah. Um, so the next one, and this is a, I think this is a big one. Uh, and this is, if you look up dangers of social media and you, or you Google this, I think this one would come up quite a bit, right? Oh yeah. 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 But, um, oh, yes. And it's just, it's so baked into the fabric of what social media is and just the design of it. Um, but this need for approval and the false presentation of self. And we touched on that, I think, a little bit the last episode. Yeah. Social media has programmed all of its users to be like, like you said, like Pavlog's dog. Did I get a like? Did I get a like? Ding, ding. You know, I posted a picture of myself. And to present you know, yourself next, in the best possible light. And think of how yeah, many yeah. app, think of how many apps and things 
are created just to make your ugly self beautiful. You know, <laughs> yeah, you know, they haven't made one that works for me or all the different ways right, right, right. they will get there. somebody else's <laughs> clever witticism and pretend it's your own. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then you post it, right? You spend all this time finding an app that would make you look pretty or, right. or whatever. Right. And then you only get two likes and you're like, right now I'm dejected. My mom yeah, and my, I, my uncle liked it. What's right. my mom? <laughs> At least I think he's my uncle. Yeah. The social, <laughs> the social media really enables people to only show uh, the side of themselves that they want. And again, this, yeah. this, that, this has far reaching uh, consequences um, because we can, choose to portray ourselves as wiser, taller, thinner, prettier, more pious, you know, than mm. we actually are. And it doesn't match any, any part of reality of, of your, of your real life. Yeah. And I think about, I mean, you think about just things like the, like in photo apps, you know, for example, photo apps, the things that can be done, you know, removing blemishes and, you know, all four of your chins and whatever else you can take people out of the background of your photo if you don't want them in there and things like that. And so then the reaction that you receive from that, the, the likes and the comments and all that stuff, Oh, you're so beautiful. You're so, you know, whatever, this is such a great picture, all this stuff. It's a compliment of something that's not even real. Yeah. Yeah. So then, so then now you're basing, so now you're chasing something that is false to build yourself up. Um, it, it's one of the, it's one of the sins of, so we mentioned, uh, Romans 12, one, two, three last, last time mm -hmm. in the third verse, when we're called to not think of ourselves more highly than we ought to think. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, there's that shows that the natural tendency, even for the Christian is to error into thinking that we actually are stronger and smarter and I mean, whatever, you know, more, the more skilled, more, whatever the, the thing may be, then we actually are. That's why we're mm -hmm. called to think soberly. When you think about a drunk, how does a drunk think a drunk yeah. always who is intoxicated with himself or with his, whatever thinks that he's smarter, stronger, braver, uh, more just more, you know, yeah. you know, whatever the thing is. So we're called to think, to actually see ourselves rightly. And what does it say about us when what we portray online is it's a sketch of ourselves, but not oh. who we really are. Yeah. It's like, I'll go as far as to say, not in every case, because there's times where I think, you know, if you're trying to make a point or you want to crop something to, you, you know, right. But the, for in a lot of cases, there's the heart of dishonesty. Right. It's in vanity and vanity, vanity, lying. lying. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and even in just in within Christian circles, again, I think this is particularly dangerous because particularly on the, on the pious aspect, you know, yeah. um, that sometimes we can portray ourselves as, Hmm. I'm trying to think how to say this carefully. We can portray ourselves as more godly than we actually are. And if you were to interview someone that's actually close to us, the the pictures wouldn't match up. Yeah. You know, they just they just wouldn't. You look and, at it even with respect to everything we do here, right? We do a podcast, we do the page. There's people that think mm -hmm. of us more highly than we deserve. 
Um, mm-hmm. And there's a reality. Which we proved where like, in the Christmas episode. Well, not only that, but even in the last one, this we're like, Anomata. yeah, I mean, we, we get sidetracked very quickly, but interview our, our wives on our worst days, um, interview our kids on our worst days. They see it all. They see the good, the bad, the ugly, everything in between. And right. um, we're right. all like that. But social media presents again, a very one-sided portrayal of reality mm-hmm. where, um, Everything can look right. pristine on the outside. We can literally embody the pharisaical whitewashed tomb in an essence. Right. Full of, full of rottenness. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And, and it, this all roots back or it all circles back to just this desire for so many um, that are desperately seeking approval of others rather than God. It, and and yeah. you mentioned the pharisaical aspect. Is that not exactly what the Pharisees do, you know, yep, that yeah. even their, that even their outwardly pious acts, you know, covering themselves in sackcloth and ashes and, you know, you know, Making fasting in the open market. And, yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and, and fasting in the open market and all those things is with the intention Christ says they have received their reward. Yeah. Yeah. They've received the accolades of men. And, and the, the shame of social media is, is that if you're into this deep enough, where you are desperately seeking approval of others, oftentimes you're seeking approvals of people you don't even know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're, you're seeking to, to do whatever. <clears throat> I mean, and it, it's, um, it's, it's shameful. It can be shameful. Uh, I think it's to... Sorry, go ahead. No, I mean, I was going to say to substitute, you know, to substitute uh, love for God uh, for, the love of man. Yeah. Mm. The, I was going to say, what a paltry exchange, mm-hmm. right? You think we think of Judas betraying Christ for 30 pieces of silver. And we say, I'd never do that. And yet how quickly can we do so for something as cheap and insignificant as likes or shares or opinions? Right. Of yeah. people we have no clue about. Right. And, right. and, yeah, we and then we, we take it. those opinions, but, but then we take those opinions and we, we get so attached to that, to that, to that affirmation that we begin to find ourselves posting and drifting and creating echo chambers of this content. Like I can think of, right. Right. Yeah. Like if there's a, Oh, what's a good example? Uh, in our Christian, the, the, the echo chamber example, the perfect example is what was that? Uh, not the Trump one, but what was the other social media one? Like, uh, two years ago. It's gas. Oh, um, um, yeah, it was one like they were like all the conservatives need to go over here. Parlor? Um, no, no, no. I'm I know the one you're talking about. Blake. Yeah, I can't think of it. What? Oh. I can think of like six people that were like, I'm done <laughs> right, with right. Facebook. I'm, I'm gone. Goodbye, Facebook. I'm going over to the echo chamber because that's literally what it is. Is and now like there's this movement, even in social media. It's like okay, we have our conservative social media. And we have our liberal social media and we have our, you know, and so it's like, how much more divided can you get and how many we, yeah, yeah. And how much more terrible is yeah. it that you then end up in this echo chamber where yeah. the only thing you're hearing is just claps of approval and no one would ever confront you or, you know, or yeah. anything. And then you just kind of like slap each other on the back and accomplish Really nothing but a giant vanity project. Yeah. Yeah. You just surround yourself by 
people who affirm whatever right. thing you're which then you're, social you know, media plays into the, that with the algorithm, the algorithm. yep right that, it literally right. all yep. is designed right. to do that for you too Right. So, so yeah. it's going to show you all the things that you like, that you agree with. I mean, my feed is full of nothing but Jack Lee. Just down, down, <laughs> down, down. Just nothing. Ah, I see Jack posted on Reform Dogmatics <laughs> yeah. again. Yeah, yeah. And I just go and like them all. And the algorithms like just keep coming back, you know, just keep yeah. coming back. You know, so, I mean, again, you're part of knowing that you're in social media. You have to realize that you are part of a marketing system. Yeah. And that may be enough to bother you right there to just say, I'm out, you know, uh, but you yeah. need to be aware. You need to be aware of what's going on. I mean, the goal is to keep you yep. scrolling and keep and you interacting. Whenever money is you, involved, you should right. always be wary. Right. Like yeah. if they're and, literally and, you know, making their living off of what you do on a daily basis, you should actually pay attention to what that is. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. That's right. Yeah, and, and when you put yourselves in these echo chambers, so let me just find all these people who agree with me on my pet doctrine mm -hmm. or whatever it is, right? Um, you surround yourself with, well, you remove the the sense of godly community. We think about the diversity of the body of Christ. Think about your local church and you know how many different people there are. You're united in Christ, yeah. but there's it's just you know there are oddballs in your church probably, right? And if there, there are none, one, you are the oddball. You are yeah, the oddball. You are that's right. that guy. <laughs> Yeah. Right, right. But, <laughs> but those oddballs, they're in Christ, they're in the spirit. And sometimes they'll say some of the most insightful, incredible things to you that you need to hear. Right. right. Yeah. And this isn't someone you'd be, you'd be typically be friends with. Like if you weren't in church, you right, know, we right. all know those people, right? You're like, right. I'm I know this guy because he goes to my church, but if, right. if I wasn't in church, I would like yeah. never talk to this. That's person. part like, of the beauty. So that's part of the, the beauty beautiful. of yeah. the body yeah. of Christ, the hands that's and the exactly feet and right. the eyes and the ears and all those things like that. You were not all meant to be the same and that there are spiritual, not, not natural giftings, but spiritual giftings that are uh, given out by the spirit at God's discretion. And, yes. uh, and those things are meant to work together. Different people, different parts, different bodies working together as the body of Christ. There's an an unhealthy church is a church, I believe, where everybody is cookie cutter the same. Yeah. yeah. Now we're not talking yeah. about essential doctrines and things like that, but we're talking about, you know, giftings and personalities and 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 things like that. Like there's supposed to be a reasonable amount of variety within the body because that's how a body works. Yep. Right. If you're, if you're walking exactly down a right. jogging trail and you see another hiker coming toward you, it's very normative to wave at them and say hello. And they wave at you and say hello. And you've had a totally normal interaction because there's a, a functioning living body interacting with you. If you continue further down that trail and you just find a pile of severed left hands, <laughs> something has gone something horribly amiss yeah. and you need to get out of there, right? Because it's not normal. It's not normal for there just to be a big pile of left hands, right? But that's, but Blake, that's what social media does. And I think that's right. the danger we're getting at. Yeah. It, right. It facilitates you to just be the left hand. Oh, right. just, I really like being the left hand. Yeah, right. I love the left hand. Let me go yeah. find all the left hands. Yeah, right. And we'll yeah. all, we'll clap. We'll right. all, all give each other a, a high five. Yeah. yeah. So the reality is, I mean, just kind of taking it into the church, the, the local church again, God has gifted us individually. You may be an eye, an ear, a hand, you may be the pain in the butt, but you have been given a gift, 
and uh, it is meant for the glory of God and for the building up of the body of Christ. That is Amen. an official office, by the way, pain in the butt, as Blake Lebery is just graced yeah. us with. Right. You know, <laughs> yes. By the yeah. gifting of the spirit. You are the pain in the butt. You are it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Somebody, ha- somebody has to, we're to put a, a right? fee- We're going to have to put a, a fee- content fee- warning on this now. So yeah, yeah we are word. the big E. Uh, Ephesians 4.25, thinking about the dishonesty aspect. Therefore, put away falsehood and let each one of you speak the truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Yeah. 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 All right. So the next, the next danger, this one should be kind of interesting because yeah. I, I think it's one that we don't often think about. And this, this one came right out of that. I referenced the book last time, I think. Uh, Tony Rinke's 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You. And he mentioned this one. And I remember when I read it the first time, I was like, you're exactly right. And I hadn't really even considered it. Um, but cr- when you think about a danger of social media or an impact of social media, is this impacting you? Think, think about the loss of literacy and think about the importance that Christianity and, and, and our faith, how important it is and centric around the written word. Yeah. Social media and I, I don't know how anyone could debate this is making deep reading and literacy harder to achieve mm-hmm. just in general. And as Christians, we are absolutely a part of that. We, we, we operate where we want to consume information quickly and without effort. We right. talked earlier about this, this we're losing the ability to think deeply. This goes into that, right? Like right. we, we want quick TikTok answers. We don't want to yeah. like read a passage and, right. and pray over it and think over it and spend a week meditating on it. How do you convince someone mm. that takes the approach? Because I know I've heard this before. How do you convince someone that that takes the approach that the the, the solution is not to go back uh, to pull away from social media or to encourage others to to pick up a book and read, you know, tola lege. Uh, to take up, you know, the Bible and take up, uh, various books, maybe even very difficult, you know, books that are written by old dead guys and things like that, that instead of doing that, that their solution to all of this is to go deeper into social media and to engage, you know, they'll say things like, well, we need to engage people where they're at, or we need to, uh, you know, engage teens where they're at, and that's going to be on social media. And so we need to make TikToks and all of these different kinds of things. Um, and to take that approach sure. versus, well, no, maybe we need to come back and consider if this is even a, a good idea. Like, what are your guys' thoughts on that? Like, how do how would you um, approach someone that takes that? I, this might I be stretching say, it a little bit, but I look at the example of Jude, right? He's talking about apostasy, mm-hmm. and so that's why I say it might be stretching it a little bit, but um, he's literally <laughs> so looking you say at that you're apostasy. Right, right, yeah, right. No. <laughs> right. Um, but he, he's he's talking about the reality that some um, you know, you are literally snatching them from hellfire, even hating the garment polluted by the flesh. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're going to take a an application from that, you know, I won't say an exegetical approach, but an application from it, I think you could apply it in this type of a scenario where it's like, okay, sure, I meet people where they're at, um, but in what way does Christ leave me where I'm at? 
Um, mm. There's an old Sinclair Ferguson quote where he talks about the reality is that um, you don't need to get yourself cleaned up as, in essence to come to Christ, but uh, Christ will never leave you where you're at. He loves you far too much to leave you where mm. you're at. Instead, he will transform mm, yeah. you into the likeness of his beloved son. Well, speaking of the father at that point, but the whole point is that there's an aspect where we ought to be able to look at the pattern of this world in certain areas and say, uh, these things are just not healthy. And even secular yeah. ideologues agree with that. And mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. why would we as Christians say we're going to plunder the Egyptians in essence by becoming Egyptian? Right. If we want to take the best aspects of social media, then do it, do it to the glory of God, you know, mm -hmm. do it each and every day. If you can do that cleanly, uh, but do it in a way that actually brings people back to the objective truth in God's word. He did not reveal himself through TikTok or Twitter or X or right. anything else. Mm -hmm. He revealed himself in sentences and words and uh, through plain, ordinary genres of literature that has been handed yeah. down for millennia at this point. Why would God do that? That's the question, right? Yeah, right. Um, so how do we bring people to a point of saying, this is the means that God has given us to actually know him? Um, we can disseminate that information in all sorts of different mediums, but at the end of the day, God has given us the Bible. And yeah, we have to be able to bring to people right. back to that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, and I'll, I'll say, we don't do this perfectly. So don't, if you're follow the social media page, you know, that's the case. But I do think we, we operate under that, under this goal, um, where we use, we think about, you know, it's a memes to an end. Right. We, we do little bits of kind of fun things, but, but the hope, the hope is that these little social media things, little reels, these short stories of memes, whatever it is, draw people in and that they begin to think critically about things. And that's where more long form written blogs or podcasts or things. Yeah. Can. I also yeah. think that one of the ways that we can do it. And sometimes again, we do this, you know, it's interesting you think back over the years that we've done this, how effective we've been. And I, I don't know, but I, I think sometimes memes and these little quippy things that we can do end up being servicing people to think more deeply about a topic than they hadn't before. Right. So right. are, yeah, they, they, are they pushing you to like ask questions sure, or something sure. like an angle, like memes can be really good at that. Like um, satire, just as just in general, as a, as a genre can be really good at that. Yep. Like you think about those political cartoons that have been written for years and years mm -hmm. and years, mm -hmm. a political cartoon can communicate something very effectively that you can walk away from and say, you know, maybe I should look into this more. Right. I think that's right. the hope. I, I think that's the hope that we want to accomplish in a world that is that has the attention span of TikTok, yeah, that right. somehow we can leverage that to make people, well, what is the chief end of man? What does that mean? Right. What does it mean to enjoy God and glorify him forever? Hmm. And then begin to really dwell on that. But it's hard because, you know, the loss of literacy, This we, we have kids are growing up now, never being taught to think critically. Like it's a skill set they don't yeah. have. And, right. and when they're faced with difficult, deep, problems like it's like they 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 lack the capacity in right. so many ways to have that discussion right yeah. that's tough to think when deeply to think logically i mean you look at um reading comprehension and things like studies yeah. over the last you know few decades i mean it's uh it's it's pretty scary 
One of the scary. And, and, and that's a part, and that is a particular fruit of public school too. Oh yeah, I, mean, I was going to say one of the last things. That, yeah, right. I remember at the uh, when I worked at the school district as an HR and business manager, um, they were literally talking about um, reading comprehension, and mm -hmm. I, I had no say in any of that. I was just a guy who was giving them finances, but. They're going through a board meeting and talking about how they give a paragraph out of a book. Um, so not even a chapter out of a book, but a paragraph out of a book and have them write essays on it. And that is how they're going to help them become better critical thinkers and writers. And it's like, you have physically neutered everything about that book right, to where they're not right. even interacting with part of an argument of a whole right. argument. Mm -hmm. um, and that's our public school system at its best, right? That's, that's right, the latest yeah. and greatest curriculum coming down the pipeline. Yeah. Right. Grace. And that's, I think that's why you and I are big fans of, and Blake, you may be too. I just know that we've talked specifically about it, but Grace and I've talked at length before about classical education Yeah, mm -hmm. and the beauty of a classical education, because it's this, it focuses so much on, on Western thought and philosophy rooted, you know, rooted in biblical principles and, and all these things as relates to the Christian worldview. But right. you go back and you read like the great books and, yep. and you learn how to discern what is good, what is true, what is beautiful, like right. pulling these things out. And it's a skill set that so many kids right. don't have. And I'll say this, I didn't have it. So if you're out there and you're like, I don't know how to do that. I didn't have it. I yeah. went to a public school. Right. Same. I didn't have it. Yeah. All Same. three of us were um, public that, school guys. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, something so I didn't know later in life are, uh, can be fingered right over to yeah. our public <laughs> education. Yeah, right. They didn't right. teach me how to learn good. Yeah, and right. not a non amenity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. The uh, and the crazy thing about it is that it's gotten worse, right? Yeah. So I remember. So again, growing up in Oregon, and we've actually had this conversation. We're like, we're so off now. Uh, yeah. We had this conversation about you know because we all grew up in different parts of the U.S. So like where I grew up um, in Western Oregon, I mean, extremely, extremely liberal, you know, kind of area. And so like the, some of that was reflected like in our public schools. So even in the early, you know, 2000s when I was in high school and things like that, there were already fruits of not, not teaching us how to think about things, but rather indoctrination of, well, this is what you should believe. Right. Yeah. And it's, and now, you know, flash forward 20 years. It's even worse because I know a lot of the students that we uh, encounter and, and work with uh, in the public school and things like that on um, these things like transgenderism and everything from transgenderism to evolution to, you know, sexuality stuff. I mean, all this, yeah. all of these things, political things, you know, whatever, um, they're not taught to think about it. They're taught, well, no, this is what you need to believe. Yeah, and then just talk about the echo chamber. Yeah, the echo yeah. chamber. Everybody's just you know, okay. Well, the pressure is okay. Well, this, 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 this. and then they walk out of there and never. Um, not only now do they not have reading comprehension and math skills because and uh, basic understanding of biology because their teachers were more worried about them, you know, teaching them uh, worldview instead of you know world mechanics, I guess. Yep. So now they don't know how to critically think about things. And they don't even have the tools to begin a journey on critical thinking because yeah. reading comprehension, attention span, all of these things are just absolutely shot from years and years and years of a poor education. 
Yeah. Yeah, Jack, I think you talked about it in the last episode with everything that happened with BLM. I remember uh, one of the things that people were just amazed by, I mean, literally dumbfounded by, was, okay, we can agree theologically on virtually everything, and yet here we're extremely divided. Um, I think that is legitimately the fruit of the public school system because it taught yeah. people to think in a very myopic sense. And all these different philosophical roots, um, I mean, Carl Truman did a wonderful book on it, Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self, but there's um, even Nancy Piercy touched on this in her Toxic Masculinity book, but there's this reality of where this subtle undermining worldview that has split the uh, secular and the sacred into two completely different realms right. has permeated through our mm. culture for the past several decades. And now we're oh, just yeah. seeing the fruit of all that. Mm. Um, and when you look back at the past couple of years, if you find yourself scratching your head and wondering, okay, how did I end up being split with a really, really good friend uh, that I'd agree with on, you know, 99.9% .9 of reformed theology or whatever the case might be, if you're Baptistic, mm -hmm. whatever. Um, a lot of it is owing to this reality of there being a loss of actual skill in reading and uh, diagramming and actually being able to look at sentence structure and follow and track an argument. Uh, because much of what happened was that the arguments were sidelined in favor of emotionalism, or it was, we have to believe this prevailing dogma rather than actually being able to critically think through it and say, hold right. on, uh, right. something, I don't quite know what's wrong, but it doesn't pass the smell test. Right, right, right. And with that yeah. worldview, though, so you can contain. So that's, that's the thing, is that is that way of thinking is accessible in a TikTok video. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yep. Because you don't have to think about it. You're just told, okay, well, this is this is this, and and that's and that's the end of it. And you don't have yeah. to think about it critically. It's just packaged up, and you can then regurgitate the uh, TikTok videos that you've watched, and that's the end of it. Yep. Um, and that is the. I mean, that seems to be the movement right now yeah. of, of how things are going. Yeah. Well, so. it's been around for a while. You think of all the people that, I mean, Richard Dawkins, all those type, Sam Harris, those uh, atheistic popularizers, popularizers. There's a word I can't pronounce apparently. Um, but these were guys, <laughs> <laughs> they would make arguments and it was very popular among that particular crowd, right? And right. they're nonsense. Um, but most people just don't want to actually do the hard work and read. And it is study. hard work. Yeah. 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 So, so let me, let me back up and just say again, all three of us were products of the public school system. <laughs> I did not graduate with the skill set, right? But I've developed it and I've gotten a lot better. Um, yeah. And I think, how do you do that? Just to touch on the topic, start reading. Yeah. Um, read with people like book discussion groups. Like if you, if there's someone at your church, I found these really helpful. Uh, a guy yeah. I've done a couple podcasts with, uh, Ross Turner, he and I were church together for a long time. Uh, he would do these theological book groups on Wednesday mornings and they're just, they're just great. Like you'd come in there and he would just discussion like, okay, well, what did Calvin mean when he said this? Mm. Like force people to think about it. Like, what did he mean when he said this? For, for me, the 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 thing that that kind of cracked the nut in my head, like broke it open, is like, oh, there is something big here. Was the sovereignty of God? Hmm. It was me being confronted. It was kind of my walk into Calvinism. But that was really the first time I've been challenged in my life 
think critically. And by the grace of God, this was early 2000s. Like YouTube wasn't around. Like you could Google things, but who knew what, you know. Right. You could ask Jeeves. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right. <laughs> you could ask Jeeves right. or some, what was that fire? What was that? That blogging thing, fire, wildfire. What was, it was like a blogging website. Oh, or, I don't remember. Something fire, whatever. But it wasn't what it was. So I remember sitting in my dorm room, like, okay, sovereignty of God, the Bible, let's go. Right. And just sit in there and like mulling over it. Yeah. Yep. Right. And, and looking, and I didn't know what was happening at the time, but you know, the, obviously there's a, there's a spiritual element, but right. in, in the sense of, of me as a person, like I was being forced to think critically about a deep idea, probably for the first time in my right. life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not something that if you've missed out on it, if you went to public school and maybe you're just like right now, you have a hard time thinking critically about things. It is, uh, it is behavior and practice that yep. can be learned. And I think that when you make those efforts, I think God honors those efforts, Absolutely. Uh, you know, to, to dive in. And I always scare my congregation by, you know, if I showed you my high school report, my high school GPA, <laughs> you'd be terrified. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, when well. I became a crit, but when, then when I became a Christian, uh, I mean the things, it was truly the things that I hated, you know, like things like reading and, and stuff like that is just now just such a huge part of who I am and what I love, you know, and what I love to do. And I like thinking deeply and I like, you yeah. know, yeah. Though yeah. there's many that think much deeper than, than me, including these two brothers. I stay on the shallow I, end I don't of the think pool. That's true. So I, I had a good friend who came to Christ about the same time that I did, and he's an yeah. avid reader now. But he'll joke. He's like, he's like, by the time he's like, I graduated high school, and the only book I ever read was like, it was like I'm trying to remember the name. It was like a one of those short uh, Barry Sanders oh. <laughs> like an introduction oh. to Barry Sanders Life or yeah. something. It was oh, like right, thirty right, pages. Right. Who was <laughs> Barry Sanders? He checked out at the library. Yeah, it's right, like the only right. book I ever read by the time I graduated was a yeah. thirty-page biography of Barry yeah, Sanders, right, right. Like, or the the Giving Tree. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Right. My <laughs> favorite books, so my it. favorite books include hatchet. Yeah. <laughs> that was the Pacific Northwest. Every kid in the Pacific Northwest had to read hatchet. The hatchet. I remember that book. Um, so meditation, uh, run through a couple quick verses here and then we'll keep moving. Cause again, yeah. we're running short on time. Uh, second Timothy three, 16 through 17, all scripture is breathed out for God by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for, for correction, and for training in righteousness, the man of God may be complete, equipped from every good work. Yeah. Study the scriptures. Um, Acts 17, 11. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. And it's this, it's this digging into, really digging into the scriptures. And in I put this verse in here. I like that one. Oh, go ahead. I've always, I mean, who doesn't like the, the Bereans, right? Um, but I particularly like it because they look at Paul, I mean, yeah. literally just a brilliant, brilliant man. And they're like, hold up, Paul. We just, uh, we want to check this real quick just to make sure everything you're saying, they didn't have the new Testament. So what they were looking at each and every day was the, their old Testament to see if what he yeah. said about Christ was true. Is it uh, there? Yeah. Yeah. So. And then, uh, I, I won't read, Dude, I'll just reference it. Deuteronomy six, four through nine. Uh, you've probably heard the text, but hear, O Lord, the, the, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord the God with all your heart, soul, strength, and with all your um, all your might. And these are the words that I command you. He talks about, you know, putting the word of God before you in all these places. Certainly the idea of being just to absorb yourself in the word of God and deep yeah. thoughts and, yep. and, and, uh, and literacy, literacy for God's, for God's word. 
Uh, any other thoughts on the loss of literacy before we jump to the, we got two more, I think that maybe right. pretty quickly, but yeah, I would just, my I guess, personal recommendation, if you struggle with that, um, a great place to kill some of that, uh, short brained, um, training that you've gotten is to just get off social media. Yeah. You know, and then begin, you know, reading of things of length again, stuff that Jack mentioned, you know, book kind of book club kind of things or somebody read a book with somebody and just get yeah. into the practice of it. And you'll be amazed at how quickly your brain adjusts to being bored during a 15 second TikTok to now being able to think critically in long, you'll get more out of the sermons that you're hearing. You'll get more yep. out of the things that you're reading. You'll get more out of your, your Bible study. So it's a, it's, it's something that's at least it worth experimenting with. Yeah. Um, if you find yourself so much into social media and not really into these other practices. Yeah. And I will tell you, there is not a TikTok video in the world that is worth what it's keeping you from. If that is really a barrier for you. Yeah. hundred percent. There's like that skill set and that ability to read something, think, think critically and meditate right. on God's word or, yeah. or big ideas. Right. Mm -hmm. There's not a TikTok video. 119. I have seen a limit to all things, um, hmm. but he's talking about the basis of the word. I've seen a limit to all that is perfect or complete, um, but to the, the word of the Lord endures forever. Amen. Right. Amen. Uh, okay. The next danger. danger. Yeah. Another danger, 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 danger. What a, what a dangerous activity we're talking about here. <laughs> uh, we, we touched on this one a couple of times, but neomania. Yeah. There's a real word for this. Uh, the lie or danger of being all knowing, hmm. uh, the obsession and Neil, maybe specifically what it means is the obsession with the new. We talked earlier, I think Grayson, you talked about is it this episode or last episode, but just this obsession of new information. Oh, I gotta right. find out what's, what's happening. What's new. Right. Um, and we, we become, you know, you, you become so obsessed with what am I missing? What am I missing? You get this FOMO fear of missing out where, uh, I have to have new information. I got to figure out what's happening. Oh, what are my friends doing? Where are they at? What's the latest, you know, economic report from the housing market in Japan, right? Whatever it is. Um, <laughs> the old standby. <laughs> yeah. <right. laughs> yep. um, and, we, we've, and we've talked about this. We were never meant to know what's happening all over the world at every yeah. moment. Right. There's a weight and an insight there that we weren't meant to bear. Right. Like how were we created with that with that faculty to know what's happening everywhere at all times with yeah. all people? Right, right. and but, it's not and so it's not and it's not a begging for a, a willing ignorance in the things you're supposed to be knowledgeable about. But I wonder how much joy we would find in our lives just by casting off some of this need, uh, you know, some of this FOMO mentality. Yeah, um, yeah. I one of my favorite things about because I'm you know big outdoorsman, love hunting and and all these things, you know. When, we go deer hunting. We go out into the woods for, you know, two weeks. It's like there's no social media. Yeah. There's no any of that stuff. I mean, there's to go. I got to go to like this certain spot so I can get a cell phone signal to make sure there's no messages from the church or anything like that yeah. that need to be taken care of or if there's any emergencies or whatever. But it's always just such a cleansing. It's just a cleansing experience. Yeah. You know, imagine how much. Easier hunting would be though if you introduced social media to the deer. 
Like Blake's like, along, you hear, uh, it doesn't hear, work like that, Grayson. <laughs> and you hear, ding, ding. <laughs> they're around here somewhere. <laughs> oh, someone forgot to silence uh, their phone. <laughs> yeah, right. Where's that deer? Yeah, right. So <laughs> posting some deer posting a selfie of me sleeping in my stand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look at this idiot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that though. T- I mean, to completely segue into something more serious about but, putting deer uh, on social media. Well. I mean, now that big, I made that suggestion, it's a million dollar idea. I'm just saying. It's patented. You can't do it. It's mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I got to go talk to my lawyer. Uh, you got to yeah. check out this, yeah. this uh, hunting grounds. This guy, amazing. Yeah. Um, it's better than putting corn out. But uh, what I was thinking about with Neomania, in, in essence, is that if you are going to be. Um, fooling yourself into thinking that at some point through social media or through whatever, you're going to know all these things um, when you simply are not built for that. Recognize that even throughout all eternity, you will never be omniscient. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, That's that a is a point. Yep. attribute yep. only reserved for God himself. Yep. Yeah. And that's wonderful. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. It's wonderful. Yeah, Psalm 147, 5, great is the Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. We should Mm -hmm. celebrate that. And if you live in a constant state of FOMO, uh, what am I missing on social media? What's happening to 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 Bill or who, you know, whatever. Right. Um, We're we're so concerned about those things. We're not celebrating the fact that, hey, God knows. God knows exactly what's happening to all those people. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, let's go jump to the last one and then we can, we can wrap up here. So, um, and I think this last one is a, is a, not that some are more important than others, but I think this is a really important one. We reserve this one for you folks who are now two hours into the subject (laughs) on, uh, (laughs) on we can now cover a loss of time. The danger of loss of time. That's right. Yeah. Hopefully you've been listening to us on double speed, like a, like a true intellectual, redeeming the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, the loss of time we are called in scripture. Um, we're called to redeem the time and not squander it. Right. We're given a finite amount of time that we're here. God has determined our beginning and our end. And in, and in some sense we're responsible, like we're responsible for that. How, how are we doing it? How much time are we spending wasting on social media or gaming or whatever it is? Whatever yeah. hobby, yeah, anything, hobby. it yeah. could be yeah. anything, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, today we're talking about social media, but it could be anything, but how much time are we squandering away or we could be doing things, uh, building the kingdom or, or right. caring for the, yeah. the responsibilities and the things and people that God has providentially put in our lives. Right. And again, nothing wrong with those things in and of themselves, but sometimes it's a good things are better things over good things. And, uh, this particularly needs to be obsessed, uh, not obsessed, um, observed, Stressed. assessed, Stressed. assessed. assessed. Okay. It needs to be assessed. If, uh, you are failing to do things that you're supposed to be doing. So yeah. again, we've talked about this, but if you're failing to read your Bible, you don't need to be on social media. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're failing Get to off. pray, you don't need to be on social media. If you're not training, yeah. you're, you know, doing devotions with your kids, if you're not helping out at the church, if you're not doing, you know, whatever, then there are things you can cut. And social media is a great place to start that. Particularly if your argument is, well, I don't have time. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, I found some 2024 data that says the average person spends two and a half hours a day on social media. Mm. That's average person. That's all ages. Mm. And teens are far worse. Listen to this. And I, I believe it. Yeah. The average teenager spends seven plus hours a day on social media. That's a full-time right. job. Right. And this is just social media statistics. So, yeah. you know, for the adults that are thinking like, oh, well, well, two and a half hours isn't as bad as those teens, seven plus hours. I would also ask though, like, well, okay, how but much throw TV into that, and- throw into that television yeah. and uh, throw into that video games and throw into that, you know, whatever else, you know, other screen. I mean, just limit it to screens, uh, yeah. you know, and ask yourself, well, what does that number look like? Yeah. Yeah. And this one, when I was putting this together was particularly convicting for me because I think about time as a gift Yeah, and am I using it the way that I should be? Mm. I think of Jonathan Edwards and his famous resolutions, right? Can Every we not year. bring Edwards into this? You're going to make me feel even worse. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you're going to sit a... here and you're going to listen to Edwards. All right. <laughs> you will sit down. Yeah, but Jonathan Edwards never had, to... yeah. Jonathan Edwards never had to deal with social media though. So That's true. in a way, he in a way, all he sorts did. of distractions, just like any other person in history has. What cow um, watching? Would, yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> Have you ever tried watching cows? When we get into the kingdom, Jonathan Edwards is going to come right at me. He's going to have such a fantastic X account, right in the right in the starting. Right, right no, starting it would be dates. Truth Social. Truth Social's probably the social media. <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know. <laughs> the social media of the kingdom. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> Uh, Sorry, Grayson. Th- th- no, Make you guys are fine. I just okay. I think of Edwards um, often in that sense of just uh, he was a man like any last one of us, right? He was a very brilliant yeah. man, but he was a man who recognized that time is a gift, and right. that's yeah. all that I'm looking to stress with that is that each year he took stock of his own personal life, and um, I was a guy who who hated New Year's resolutions. I still kind of do because it always makes me feel bad. Um, <laughs> Which is the best reason to hate yeah. New Year's resolutions. Right, right, right. Um, I but there was that if I don't set goals, <laughs> then I don't have to meet them and I'm never disappointed. If I set the right. bar really yeah. low, sometimes I even surprise myself. <laughs> sometimes I accidentally accomplish yeah. things. And then it's a win-win yeah, right. for everybody. Right, right. Right. Uh, uh, but he took stock of the time. And that was all he was looking to do is with the days that the Lord had given him, right? Each right. day is, uh, as Solomon would put it in Ecclesiastes, it is but a vapor. It is Havel. And we don't know how much time we have. And so even as the psalmist writes, Lord, teach us to number our days that we might live with a heart of wisdom. Right. right. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. Ephesians five fifteen through 16, look carefully then how you walk. Not as the unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Yeah. Right. Yep. So then each of us give an account to himself. We will give an account of himself. Each one will give an account of himself to God. Yeah. 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 Grayson, you, you mentioned it like in six different episodes. Give me that Piper quote about oh, yeah. social media. Um, oh, I, I think know it's what it does. Something yeah. like, on the last yeah. day, a lack of prayerlessness will not be due to a lack of time or yeah. something like that. It was, yeah, it was that the great use of oh, social media. Oh, the great media, use of social media. Yeah, that yeah. Would, yeah. will yeah, be the in the end of days to prove that prayerlessness was not due to lack of time. Oof. Yeah. Yep. I actually have that written. I have a, on the back of my office door, I have a bunch of uh, quotes on pieces of paper that uh, 
have meant a lot to me through the years. And so if one there's a particular banger, I'll write it out and I'll hang it on the back of my office door. Hmm. So hmm. that when my door is closed, sometimes I'll just kind of like turn in my little chair and, and look at it. It okay. actually looks like an insane person did it. I'll send you guys a picture of it tomorrow. <laughs> it's like but, uh, yeah. And it's like, like if this was like a serial killer's door, this is what it would look like. Scraps of paper and it's like taped all over. Yeah, Blake's counseling somebody. He's like, Oh, oh yeah. my right, daughter right. Juniper wrote that. Yeah. It's not right, me. Right. Is that in I've got crayon? Hand what is that? Yeah. Is that Why are all the R's backwards? Right. Exactly. Right. No, but, uh, but no, that, that quote did is, you that smear quote is bacon there. grease on this. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> that's uh that's some egg drippings when i was writing that out yeah it was a sunny side no, um, day okay yeah, yeah yeah no but that's uh that's a quote that i have hanging up on the the back there and i've, I've thought of that quite often yep. you know yeah, it's a great quote. one of my yeah. i mean my literal life verses has been Pro- proverbs twenty five twenty eight. Uh, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and left without walls and mm. It was one of the very first verses I memorized as a Christian because I was, I mean, literally coming into this whole brand new world and struggling with self-control in every aspect of my life. Um, but I wrote it on my computer screen. I wrote it virtually everywhere I could. Um, mm. And it's ingrained in my heart, but particularly because I was a man who had no self-control. And plenty of days today, I still come back to that verse and think of, okay, um, I've grown a lot as a Christian. I've learned a lot of great theology. Sure, great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm lacking self-control here. Yeah. And right. social media, again, is one of those ways that Proverbs 25, 28 comes in hall all the time. Yeah. 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 And it's a respectable yeah, sin, I think. Yep. You know? Yeah. I mean, there's just, there's, not, there's just not a lot of people making big assessments. There's not a lot of sermon series on, you know social media because it's, I think it's kind of just become one of those things like, well, everybody, I mean, what was that statistic last time? You know, 60% of the world, yeah. you know, so is connected media. to social media. So it's like, well, the majority, the majority are into this. And so to question whether it's right or wrong, or if it's right for me and or wrong for me and right for others, whatever, I just don't think it's all on a lot of people's minds. So what we're trying yeah. to do again is to say that social media, it's not that it's incarnate, you know, evil incarnate. Uh, it can be used appropriately and it can be used very beneficially. I mean, I think a testimony of that in my own life is these two brothers here. We met through social media and we met through memes of all things, you know, uh, and, uh, and I counted a, you know, a great, a great privilege and a joy to know them. And I consider them dear, you know, brothers and friends in Christ and all those things. So like, so it can be beneficial. Yes. Uh, we're not saying that, um, it's all evil, but it needs to be, you need to assess are these things being used in a God glorifying way? Yes. Yeah. And if they're not repent of that behavior yeah, and be specific and take specific steps to, um, start controlling, uh, start controlling some of that. Yeah. Um, I'm trying yeah. To what was that? There was a really great illustration about the controlling the, Nah, never mind. <laughs> it's, it's gone. It like ran to the tip of my mind and ran back into the recesses somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, c- consider we've talked about this a few times. If, if you str- if you found your heart, like we're walking through these the past couple episodes, you're like, yeah, you know, that, that really resonates with me. Walk away from social media for a while. Yeah. See what Blake mentioned this earlier. Just take two weeks, take three weeks. We'll just walk away and get yeah. the, get the itch, right? 
Yeah. Make it retrain your body. So every time you right. don't look at your, you know, you look down, you pick up your phone, you open social media, like right. retrain right. yourself to not be addicted to it. Yeah. Yeah. Pro and tip, start set a time, set a yep. committed time. Uh, don't just say like, well, I'm just going to step away for a while, but say, you know, I'm going to, no, I'm going to purpose a week, two weeks, three weeks. I'm going to purpose that I'm not going to go back on social media until that time block is up. Otherwise you'll just kind of find yourself in a bored moment. Like, yeah. Oh, well, I think I've yeah. learned commit all the to, lessons there are to learn back to social media now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> commit to pray. Like something yeah. I've done is whenever I feel that urge, I was like, okay, I'm going to stop and pray. Right. And pray for somebody. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of little things you can do to help retrain your, there's uh, also just yourself and incredibly practical ways too. um, turn off notifications yeah. on all of your yeah. apps, get rid of all that. And you can set up right. to where you're, yeah, I mean, get rid oh. of that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> delete that. Yeah, or delete the app. I mean, yep. just delete. I mean, you can always download it again. It's not, you yep. know, you're not severing you can, your arm for crying out loud. There's, there's different ways you can turn color off on things. Um, there was something I was reading. I think it was a year or two years ago where basically if you shift everything to grayscale on your phone, it's actually much less visually appealing for you. So you get bored with it all the quicker as you're going through it. I've never heard that. That's yeah, it was actually oh. quite fascinating. But that was a, uh, I actually explain why my dog hates social media so much. Yeah, he's like, well, this kind of <laughs> so stinks. boring. Can I have so that boring. piece of cheese? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so consider walking. Yeah. Consider walking away for a while. There's, yeah, there's practical things you can do. Um, yeah, at the very least to limit your exposure to it, yeah. but do practical things too. Like literally get outside, go ride a bike, go for a run, a run, a walk, go spend time with people. Um, especially if you're looking for accountability, set up somebody who can hold you accountable. And I mean, actually hold you accountable people that care for your soul and right. will not just Talk say, Hey, you know, I, I, I did it too today. Not a big deal. Right. Right. Yeah. Talk to yeah. your elders, talk to your pastor, confess, repent, yep. like acknowledge yep. you've got an issue and be prepared to make changes and ask people to help you. Sure. sure. And then here's the big one. You guys ready for this? No. Quit social media for good. Jack's like set off an EMP. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need internet. <laughs> Cut it all down. It'll be chaos. The electrical wires week. The electrical it. wires in your house are listening. Tear them out. For legal purposes, this is a joke. Um, but no, if you need to, cut out the temptation. Right, remove yeah, the eye. Yeah, remove and you may hand. you may walk away. You may walk away and decide at the end of your trial period. I don't need it. And there've been yeah. people that have done that that have, we did yep. actually, we just had a, we just had a, a, a mutual friend of ours last week that deleted all of his social media accounts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, well that's good. Yeah. yeah. And it may not be well, you, but it may be you. Don't be afraid of it if it is. Right. right. Yep. Yeah. The world will uh, continue and your relationships, your meaningful relationships will continue. Um, you may not know what your friend from high school had for lunch, but your meaningful relationships will will continue on without yeah, social media. I, I would argue that everything we talked about today will become actually all the more meaningful to you. So those relationships, your um, ability to read and think critically and deeply, the right. 
actual portrayal of yourself as far as being able to biblically think through who you are, um, right. distraction, all those different things will improve dramatically. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. So if this right, is the guys. last time you hear from us, Lord bless you. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, you've yeah, deleted exactly. social media. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. We'd be happy. We've, we've done our job. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird to what say, a but bummer, it's genuinely a bummer like, way to end the episode. <laughs> right. So long, yeah. guys. Until yeah, we like, meet this, again this, in the kingdom. Well, like, mispronounce I mean, a word for us so we can all laugh. What's that? Mispronounce some word for us so we can all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. There is a word that I have a really hard time saying. And uh, my wife has pointed it out to me before. And I have to think about it before I say it. And it like takes effort. And the word is Vietnamese. Okay. There, I said it correctly. Really? That Are you yeah. using that word that often to where this oddly, is a uh, problem? Oddly, yeah. Oddly. Yeah. yeah. Like preaching. Why like, am I? Hold on. Vietnamese. Vietnamese. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Do you have a? Do you have I, a, I, I tend to have a Vietnamese restaurant I, down. I know. I, I throw an or? M. I throw an M in there. Viet, I say Vietnamese. Viet, Vietnamese. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so, so it's and like every a, time it's like that's David 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 Vietnamese. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like Porky Pig. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> you know what? I'm out. I'm out. Of here. <laughs>